Hi, I'm Kelvette. I'm April. And this is the... <laughs> well, we're both therapists, obviously. Obviously. Okay. And we've been doing it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Very long time. And we're two different types of therapists. Well, I think we should talk a little bit more about that because that's good. Like, where'd you go to school? Oh, Lincoln Women Are Lit. I <laughs> went to Lincoln University for undergrad. And then for grad school, I went to John Carroll. Don't ask me anything about it. I just went there at night. <laughs> um, and I've been a licensed therapist, gosh, since 2014. Okay. And I got a lot of experience with kids, some experience with adults, experience supervising, and oh, yeah. some experience being a therapist in the pandemic. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So... I went to Miami for undergrad and I was an education major. And then I went to Case for grad school, Case Western Reserve University, the Mandel School. And so I'm a social worker. Hmm. Social worker. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And you're, you are a? I'm a professional clinical counselor. She's a counselor. Yes. Yeah. We do the same thing. The exact same thing. That's the hack, y'all. You don't know. Your therapist is most of the time either a social worker or a counselor usually or a marriage and family therapist MFTs. that's rare that's rare well my therapist is an mft really mm -hmm. they're few and far between and mm -hmm. it really varies state by state mm -hmm. because some states like certain people versus others i find and then like if you a counselor you clearly just want to do therapy you have not set yourself up to do anything <laughs> else other than therapy that's the tea they don't tell you Okay. You are not diverse. You can't do shit else. Oh, gosh. Be a therapist. Okay. Like, even the hospitals, they don't really want to hire us. Okay. Don't know why. I didn't know that. They don't because a lot of the times in the hospitals, they're doing more of that, like, triage, giving you connections. Mm -hmm. They're not, you're not going to be that ongoing therapist. You know, when someone comes in through, like, ER or they're in the hospitalization, mm -hmm. you know, that person is getting linked with a social worker and they're figuring out what's your plan after you get released. Okay. And they're doing more connections, more of that social work versus like the actual therapy so they don't hire professional counselors to do that in the hospital setting mm -mm. okay yeah social work degree is like you, you talked about it is diverse like you're doing a lot of that connections in the community it can be on the macro or micro level so yeah that makes sense that makes sense yeah so most of the time when you're looking for a therapist there isn't a major in college called therapist no it either is social work or counseling or marriage and family therapist, but those are all gonna be given at the master's level. Yes. And then there's also psychiatrist, which is a doctorate yes. program. Yes, PhD. Mm-hmm. Psychologist, I don't know, OC, so I'll have to do a little research, but I don't know much about psychologists. I think the psychologist, cause again, a psychologist could do therapy, but they mm -hmm. also do more of the psychological testing that we don't do. We don't do the testing. But they're not prescribing medications like a psychiatrist. Because a psychiatrist actually has done an MD. Yes. And so they're a doctor at that level and a psychologist is a PhD and a doctor at that level. I had no desire to deal with medications. Yes. I don't want that responsibility on me. Okay. Uh, but that was just not my thing. And then state by state, you know, the biggest thing or difference between a psychologist and what we do is that psychiatric testing and then obviously our salaries. We're not paid the big bucks. Like mm -hmm. A psychologist is paid. Mm -hmm. uh, but even at a bachelor's level with a social work degree, you could get licensed as a social worker. And in today's economy, because there aren't enough people coming out into a field, 
agencies are hiring bachelor's level social workers to be therapists now. Mm. That is something mm. that is new on the horizon versus for to be a counselor, you have to get a master's. Most people start out with a degree in psychology. You are not going to do shit with a degree in psychology. You can work at Starbucks with a degree in psychology. You can you can do a lot of things with a degree in psychology. You, you can do a lot of things that don't pay you well with a degree oh, in psychology. <laughs> I know because I have a degree in psychology. Uh, you're, 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 yeah. Out the gate, the plan was to go to grad school. Yeah. I never was disillusioned to think, I'm going to get this bachelor's in psychology and then I'm going to leave and the world is going to be my oyster. Right. No. Thank you, Lincoln, for teaching me that. My professors did not leave me high and dry and say, oh, you're going to be good. Right. It was always, so what's the plan? So it wasn't what that Pollyanna doing? idea like, no. oh, this is going to work out. No, it wasn't like mm, that. Not mm. at all. Like, in senior sim, we were talking about next steps. Mm. Okay. By the time I got to my senior year, I had a professor who was calling me. You haven't done the internship, sis. What are you going to do next? Like, on my back. Right. Because they knew you have to have next steps with a degree in psychology, you know. We're training you to be a clinician. We're training you to do all these things that you're not capable of doing with this piece of paper. You have to get the next piece of paper. So thank you, Lincoln. That, that works. That works. What's next? Well, what kind of therapist would you say you are? That's a good question. I think that question can be answered by the population that I like to work with. Okay. Okay. What population do you like to work with? I like to work with people in transition. I really think that's a great population to work with. I think that there's so many different mini and major transitions that people make in their lives from leaving college. I, those people love it. People transitioning in and into or out of marriage. I like working with the people, those people. I like working with people that got a new job, lost their job, like any type of where you're going next, what's coming next. I like that space. So you're like the, come on, it's going to be okay. It's, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I think that's partially because I, I do use a, a person-centered approach in my work. And then I also like strength space. So, so what you still got left? You know, you might feel like there's nothing left, but not necessarily like toxic positivity, but like I want to help you figure what else is going to happen. I like that. Out. I yeah. like that. I would say... I feel like I'm your girlfriend's favorite therapist. Like, I, I just feel like for me personally, because I've had like a broad spectrum, I know things I don't like to do. I do not like to do couples. Not my thing. I like couples. I'm not doing couples. Don't like come couples to my office. I like I'm couples. I'm not doing it. Because within the first five minutes of y'all being there, I can already. Y'all know y'all need to divorce. I know y'all need to divorce. Oh boy. Why we gonna pay? Why y'all gonna pay me for the next six months so y'all can just get divorced? That I feel like I know that a lot of times, and at least that's just been from my experience with couples thus far. And it's not, well, maybe you just a trash therapist. No, like by the time the ones that I have gotten, they've coming in so broken. Mm. Y'all came too late. There's nothing we can do. And and I think I don't mind that space. I don't mind that space of it being like, okay, this is really over, but we'll probably like have to figure out what next. I think that there's another be, transition for you. That's okay. a transition. But there's also healing in that, in what's still left. Yeah. So is it going to be an amicable process towards separating? Is it going to be a lot of trouble and turmoil? Or is it going to be like, all right. We, we both know this is over. How do we go move from here? Yeah. So, like, I like that space. Not me. Not Don't you. like couples. Okay. 
my favorite population, women. I feel like I love working with women like 18 to like death. <laughs> I mean, okay. I yeah. love just working with women. And I feel like that's a population that gravitates towards me. Mm -hmm. uh, whenever I get clients, it's usually women that are just wanting to go ahead and be honest with another woman in the way they don't feel like they get to be with the women in their lives. Because, mm. you know, you kind of let it out in this private space with your therapist. And a lot of times I've had clients kind of feel like, I feel like I'm just paying for a friend to listen to me. Mm. And I'm like, well, not, not necessarily. You're paying for the expertise as well um, because your friend is not going to go ahead and give you the feedback that I'm giving you yeah. from a clinical standpoint. Mm. But I feel like that's been my thing that I love to do. I've gravitated away from kids. Um, and I can talk a little bit more about that because today's kids are not yesterday's kids. And when I started working with kids, it was a different thing. And I don't know that I'm built for today's kids. And that's why I've gravitated away from them. Okay. But women is my favorite. And I agree, I'm more of a person-centered therapist. And then I really like to do some CBT work. Okay. Um, don't nobody know what that means. Cognitive don't throw no therapy. alphabet soup out. Cognitive behavioral therapy. <laughs> Just because I feel like of the evidence-based approaches, that is the easiest one for any lay person to really understand i'll tell you why it's because that's the one that they teach you in school that's the one that you don't have to pay extra to get usually you know when you're dealing with like dialectical behavioral therapy you have to pay to go back and get it you're dealing with em e, um oh i'm not gonna know EMDR. emdr i'm not gonna know the letters i'm not gonna know the letters emdr is i motion desensitization there's an r rapid EMDR response response what's rapid I made that up but <laughs> I agree a lot of those extra mm -hmm. um, you have to pay for them. specialties you have to pay for and get mm -hmm. trained and even I've been training you know the TFCBT and some other ones but even still cognitive behavior therapy is my favorite just because I feel like my clients and you know, they can understand it okay they understand the connections that they're supposed to be making and it's something that they can take with them and do on their own after they're done with me because mm -hmm. again you should not be with me for the rest of your life yeah how long what's a normal amount of time that you think people work with the therapist oh my gosh and i, I and i actually disagree i think you could be a short therapist forever <laughs> i don't I, I don't want you to need me for the rest of your life i don't want you to need me for the rest of your life but sometimes people build really good relationships with their therapist and yeah. that can be like an ongoing relationship that they but does it border it's to a point where now it's enabling because you're with me forever i feel like it's a marathon and i'm supposed to take you as far as i can take you and then pass the baton to you okay so now i know you don't know anything about track and field what? because that's not what that is no no that's two different things that's two different okay, things. i don't know nothing about track but you know nobody's running know. 24 miles with a baton in their hand okay that's not what that is no no what is that? i um yeah no it's not my bad but I, the point is i'm supposed to take you as far as i'm supposed to take you and then pass you the baton and you good and you going and if you stumble mm. i'm not behind you still oh you stumbled you, i'm supposed to keep helping you you have skills i want you to use your skills and if you need some support Maybe you come back to me. Maybe you're in a different place in your life and you go to somebody else. But that's what I'm saying. The door is always open. I'm saying that. that yeah. Yeah. So unless your therapist isn't in the profession anymore. But yeah. 
But I'm saying like the door is open, you're available, you make yourself available. I don't want my clients to need me. That's not the purpose. But of I don't it. want you coming to me after we resolved everything because it's just on your calendar and it's a part of the routine. And some people are still doing that. Mm. Some people we've resolved everything. And truthfully, as a clinician, I'm supposed to be assessing you. Do you even still qualify for this diagnosis that I'm billing for? Because I have to bill. You don't have to bill. You don't have to bill through insurance. Okay, but then I'm asking you to pay me privately. That's and most people different. can't afford private pay. That's not true either. My population has not been able to afford private pay. You said your population is women. Women can afford private pay Most therapists. of my women come with insurance. You're right. You're right. And they seek me out because I accept their insurance. Yeah, yeah. But, but people do pay private pay to see therapists. They do. They do. Especially I don't know how the... many of them would come privately. I do know that there have been times where like, okay, I'm no longer paying it with that insurance. And I've had people think about it. And then when they hear the rate, they shuffle on to someone that accepts their insurance. I mean, food is high. Gas is high. They cannot afford to pull out this chunk of money for her and still come at the frequency that I want to come. I want to come every week, sis. Cool. You got $200 every week. Some people do. Some people are able to afford private pay therapy you can but if you cannot afford to budget out 700 to a thousand dollars a month for me because mm -hmm. that's let's be honest okay a, we're charging like what anywhere between like what 125 to 200 dollars a session Correct. right that's the average depending upon the clinician and their mm -hmm. expertise can well you afford in ohio yes. that's in ohio because other states actually are built at a much higher rate absolutely can you afford in this day and age mm -hmm. where eggs have skyrocketed, they're coming back down, milk, all of that, where the basic necessities have gone up, right? Mm -hmm. And for most of my women, you got kids. Whoa, whoa, whoa. A lot of the here, I deal with a lot of moms. A lot of people, they got kids or I'm doing a household or I'm paying for, they're paying for all these other things, right? And they're under this other stress. Can you afford to carve out $600 to $1,000 a month to come to see me regularly? Or do you hang on and you're coming once a month and we're trying to do a lot of work in that one hour once a month and it's not cutting it? Because hmm. then at that point, I want to help you find somebody in your network because you need more than I can give you. Mm -hmm. And I can't give it to you for free. Hmm. Okay. All right. Do you disagree? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Go I ahead. do. I do. I think it really is about prioritizing your mental health. Yeah. I think that, it, like you said, Part of it is this isn't forever. So it's not that you're going to be paying $700 to $1,000 a month for the rest of your life. There's short-term solution-focused therapy that you could do. You could even make it a point to say like, all right, well, I know that at this point I can only see you one time a month. That means that you as the client have a lot of responsibility. I've had one of those. and She comes in with a list. Yeah. She comes once a month. I wasn't saying it like that. I was saying she has a lot of work to do. On her end as her homework but she comes with the list and she comes with her pen and pad so she can write down her homework okay. so that she can stay focused yeah. because she needs to make the most out of out her appointment yes yeah and for those people yes those are few and far between though but that but that but that also comes with psychoeducation yeah. we have to educate our clients on how they can best utilize the services that we're providing so I have no problem with private pay therapist mm -hmm. my issue is are they helping the client to maximize their resources? Which yeah. is, are you able, you know, sometimes people are not able to have a therapist at that time. Like they're like, life is too busy. 
like you said, financially, it might not be a possibility, but that's part of the work that we would do is, all right, how do we make this make sense for you? And like you said, maybe it's me helping you find somebody in your network. Maybe it's me helping you understand what a super bill is. Maybe it's me helping you find free resources yeah. because there are free therapists in the world that exists. Really? Absolutely. I, I know that a lot of times psychiatry residents have to practice. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you can find a psychiatry residence program where the therapists have to, I don't want to say, pra well, practice is the right but word. But they're like in their internship. Yes, yes. And so it's at low cost, like a, a no, sliding scale. No, it was free. zero. It it's was zero. free? It was free. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. okay. It was free. So um, it was free. But is it one of those things where you get what you pay for? Oh, no. Because they, they want to show out. Okay. Because remember, they're first of all, they're already doctors. They've already gotten their... So this is like their last resident. I'm good. Yes. So they want to practice all their skills. They, so it's like psychiatry, Grey's Anatomy in there. It is. It is. They're trying new things. They're like, all right, I, I learned this in my work. I'm going to try it with my clients. So you get this really rich experience. Mm. And then I've also worked at the free clinic where therapy is also free. Mm. People came in and you're not getting, you're getting students. So grad school students were the work there. But then they also have a group of really trained practitioners that work there as well. Now, to be a client at the free clinic, don't they at some point get some financial information to make sure that there's a sliding scale? Because the idea is it's free because if you can afford to pay something, we're asking you to pay. Right. So that offsets the cost for those who can't. See, I've seen that. I've seen that. Yes. And then I've, I've seen it where sometimes there's dire reasons for somebody to like, all right, that ain't gonna happen. We need somebody to have some services. There can be loopholes. So sometimes that happens. Okay. Well, circling back for me, I'm the type of therapist. <laughs> I want to go ahead. I just, I feel like I'm a realist. I feel like I want to help you be your best self in whatever way you see yourself being that person. Mm -hmm. And I say that because my idea of your best self may not at all be in line with your idea of your best self. And that has happened before where I felt like I totally disagree in my gut with the choices you're making, but that's not my job. It's not my job to tell you that. Mm. It, I can think that, but I'm going to help you do whatever it is that you feel like you need to be doing and feel good about it. Tell me more about that. So like you're like, I personally am seeing your decision making. Yeah, like I feel like I knew you're making this decision, but you feel good good about it. This decision is going to keep you here another six months. I know that. Are you able to say that to your clients? Are you, you? I think I can go ahead and bring about like, you know, kind of that paradoxical thinking like, you know, there's this option and then there's this option mm -hmm. and talking about the pros and the cons in a way where. You know, I'm emphasizing, you know, the pros and the cons, okay. but I, it's not my place to say, girl, I think that's a stupid choice. I'm not because I'm not your friend. Right. You know, and, you know, ethically, that's not what I'm here to do. Right. But in my heart and in my head, it's just, whoo, child, you're going to be here six months after this shit, like, paying out. <laughs> and we going to have to undo all of this. Mm. Inevitably, I knew that, and that's what happened. And I felt like had we made a different choice six months ago, we would have been so much farther. But that wasn't my call. Hmm. Hmm. Do you disagree? I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I just want to know, is there any way that you could have framed that so that the client would have been able to 
have some foresight? I think that in my very best way I could, I tried to frame it in that way, but because of the context and what it was about, mm. she just needed to go down that path. Okay. She, she needed to know. So it was like a nat kind of like natural consequences to yeah, the choices. It was, I need to know because I'm mm. not going to be settled if I don't do this and don't know. Okay. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. You got to know. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think I knew. And I think I think people know. <laughs> I think deep down she knew, but she wouldn't feel good unless she just tried. And that's just what it was. So it was about trying. It was like they, they whoever the client wanted to try it out. She had to take the risk. She had okay. to try it out. Fair. And, and I think for her, she appreciated just being supported in that because she wasn't going to be supported by anybody else in her life. Mm. And then even though it kind of fell apart, there was still this safe place that I can go back to without judgment or shame Okay. to go ahead and process it and work through it and get to a better place because it was a situation had I made this same conversation with a friend or a family member. Now I'm getting, I told you so, mm. girl, you stupid and so many things that that's not what you need in that moment to get right. over it. So... That makes know, sense. She yeah. had to try it. We had to talk it out. Now it's cool. Okay. All better? I'm sure it will be. <laughs> I'm sure it will be at some point. So, you know, but that's me. I feel like I'm a realist. I try to be as much as I possibly can with my clients. And maybe even unfiltered in a way. You know, I try very hard to be professional, but I also try very hard to give things to you as straight as I can and as ethical a way as I can. Do you cuss in therapy? Do you cuss in sessions? Sometimes, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. I've never gotten any negative feedback from it. I'm not just a sailor. I'm not in there just like letting it rip. But there are sometimes needs to come of it. Like if you come and you just kind of bury your soul and it's like, oh, it was a heavy one. Gosh. Yeah. I can't just, oh, that seems like a lot. Sometimes I'm like, shit, thank you for telling me. <laughs> so I think you needed to just say that. <laughs> <laughs> I am team that well that seems like a lot that's my team that's my team but that's just because that's my auto my default my default setting is no swears in my therapy space my therapeutic space but I think that's because I was with kids for so long okay I did eight, okay I did eight years in the school setting and a therapist so I think that I'm on auto default no swears but you know what I did keep my kids were teens and I was with kids like kindergarten to eighth grade and so my kids were teens for the most part and so mm. they coming in there throwing open miss april and they cursing and they letting it rip and they giving it right. to me right. and like at a certain point to get control of the space shit sit down okay okay boundaries yes you can't be like that was a part of it and so and just my personality if you know me like like that's you i'm a cursor yeah um, but yeah. never to a place where you know it's inappropriate i would say it's always appropriately placed okay yeah and, and i don't think it's inappropriate for a therapist to cuss in session but like i said i'm just on default mode like yeah. i just don't cuss but that doesn't mean that i think the other therapists shouldn't or whatever i, I like it my therapist cuss she be she be dropping them she be cussing and that's me that's me but i also cuss in my therapy session as a person that's in the session mm -hmm. you can cuss like no, I think we're not encouraging you not to cuss we want you to read the room is what you're saying as read your client no if you cuss you cuss my therapist cuss like i said no but i think i do have clients that i would never curse in front oh, of because fair again, enough i'm fair reading enough. the client yes and i know 
what's off-putting to them. I know their personality. Right. And so that's probably what I mean. And that I can feel out that client to know exactly how casual this space is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? So. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's us. <laughs> that's us. Two black therapists. 